Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 89 of the Movie Maniacs podcast, and today I'm bringing you two reviews, one for the new Sandra Bullock film Lost City, and a review for Jared Leto and Marvel's slash Sony's new movie Morbius. We also got a new trailer for one of my all-time favorite shows introduced to me this year, Ozark. It's concluding April the 29th. I couldn't be more excited. We're going to talk about that trailer. We're going to get into all that fun stuff. I wanted to address the Oscars episode. That was a different change of pace than perhaps people were expecting. And I, I think, you know, we've had our fun with that event. I think we're reaching a point now where that event isn't being taken quite as humor, humor, humorously as it might have originally felt. I think we're kind of beginning to see, at least I know I am, I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting tired of talking about it. You know, obviously when I, you know, I got to school, you know, I was asked what I thought about it. And as expected, most people didn't even watch the Oscars show. It was really just people who saw it after the fact online. This event, it was humorous, perhaps at first. Now it's taken a turn. And I think it started with the Jim Carrey comment. When Jim Carrey kind of got involved, and I and I respect what he said for the most part. I you know Jim Carrey, not a favorite comedian of mine, not a f- favorite figure, in in my opinion. He and I disagree on a lot of things, but I I, I for the most part agree with what he said. It was it, it showed the spinelessness of Hollywood and the just they just do not have it together. And that's kind of what I said in that episode. It was less about the Oscar nominations and wins it was more so about what that what that moment meant for hollywood and i ended up saying that it it was more it was just a reflection really of how ridiculous and immature ultimately that whole system is actors work hard and i want to clarify that i i think actors work hard they have earned their right to be there 100% i'm not taking anything away from them that's a hard profession maybe not the most dangerous profession they're not putting their lives on the line there are better you know i think more providing jobs as far as for your man but you can't discredit the fun that they can bring in a movie the weight they make you cry with a good performance they do great stuff i don't disrespect them as far as their profession goes, I cannot condone the way that they speak sometimes and the way that they act. Will Smith slapping a man across the face at the Oscars and getting away with it, not being detained. You know, if it was Mel Gibson, he'd have been arrested. You know, there, there's clearly just some favoritism happening and some poli- political ideologies going on here. And I think it's clear to see, and it shows Hollywood just does not have it together anymore. They're a mess. They don't deserve the attention that they clearly have. People look up to these figures, and I don't not I do not know why. They clearly don't know a lot about what they talk about when they get up there, make a political speech on stage. I don't believe they've got much of an idea what they're talking about besides maybe a headline they saw on an article on Facebook. I'm not sure. That whole event was just rough, and I'm happy to move past it now because there's so much more enjoyable stuff to talk about 
whether, you know, we're here to talk about a good movie or not, you know, we'll get into that. But I think we can, I'm, I'm hoping we can push past that. It's It's a landmark for sure. I'm hoping it showed some people Hollywood does not deserve your 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 their, your idolization because I mean people idolize you know Will Smith, uh, Oprah you know these are just figures that don't deserve it and so I'm I'm hoping that that was a wake up call for some people maybe it was a wake up call for Jim Carrey maybe it was a wake up call for for fans of the industry I love movies I don't really respect that industry a whole lot. I'm happy we can move past it. I want to start off by talking about this new Ozark trailer. Ozark, you can go listen to my thoughts on that part one. The show overall, I think, is incredible. It's the best show Netflix has put out. Obviously, you've got the, the AMC shows, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul on there. We've got those. As far as standalone Ozark is the best Netflix show. I don't think there's one that comes close in terms of suspense, characters. It's it's just an expertly well-crafted show. I loved watching it. I benched through it just like that. It, it's so enrapturing. I was not expecting, really, a trailer, but we got one. We got one last week, and holy cow, it was incredible. It was a incredible trailer and if you haven't seen the show if you haven't seen part one yet come back come back and we'll talk about it for those of you who have i want to break this trailer down because you know i'm not going to go to the i'm not a trailer analyzer but what this trailer shows to me is jason bateman and the team behind this show know what they're doing they know the idea and they took a break. They had a season in 2021, took the whole year off, and clearly they used that time to its fullest potential because when you watch part one and you look at the trailer for part two, it's clear that they have a plan and they are ready to execute. They've got a master plan that they feel confident in, and they and you feel that they are confident by the mere fact that they show a major character's death first 15 seconds of the trailer and this is a major character one that held a lot of danger and he's just wiped out he's wiped out in the first 30 seconds i was amazed by that i, I jaw on the floor i'm watching it after school i was just holy cow i can't believe that they went there and it just continues to escalate i was getting goosebumps i was enraptured i i just i was reminded how great the show was and everything it's an awesome show and Jason Bateman and this team have thought it through so well. This trailer is expertly crafted. It's got suspense. It's got, you know, this great you know, reminiscence on where characters originally started and now where they are. Because Jason Bateman in the show, he started off bringing his family into this, this wild, you know, world and this horrible business. And now, you know, this new season is kind of all about him. He's ready to get out. And I just think that's a, a really great cycle for a character to go on over the course of a show. And this show has done a great job of showing why that's the case, how these characters have evolved. I cannot wait to see their culmination 
this month, I, I could not be more excited, guys. And, you know, I'm not a big television guy, but when television works, it can sometimes be more enrapturing and more powerful than a movie. You look at shows like Mindhunter, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. When you put them like on movie tiers, they're some of the strongest pieces of film I think we've ever gotten. You can't underwrite or undersell that medium, even though it's got all of its problems, I would say, and storytelling-wise, it's, it's got its limitations. Sometimes you can't beat that two-hour punch that a movie can bring. But sometimes TV has a, for, a certain format that works better, and Ozark is using it to its fullest potential. And that's why I think it's one of the best shows out there. If you haven't watched Ozark, I strongly encourage you to go do that. It's an incredible show. If you're a fan of, you know, the crime, you know, uh, 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 cartel type of work, this is one of the best shows you'll find. And I noticed a common theme. Crime shows are my cup of tea. Mindhunter, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, Ozark. These are my favorite shows. And Ozark looks like it's going to wrap up with a banger. And man, I could not be more excited. Hopefully you guys will tune in for that finale. Watch the show. Come to me. New early start of May. Oh, I've seen that whole season. And I'm going to talk about it. I guarantee it's going to be great. It's going to be one of the best things 2022 provides in terms of entertainment. And that's a pretty crazy thing to think about. This guy who came from Little House on the Prairie is now making one of the most intense shows on television. And we've also got Better Call Saul wrapping up this month. It's a big month for me. I'm excited. We've got a new Harry Potter film. We've got The Northman by Robert Eggers. Things are looking up. And I'm very much excited for what this month is going to hold particularly Better Call Saul and Ozark, because those are the shows that I am most excited for. I think it's going to be great stuff. I wasn't planning on coming on and talking about, about my next topic. I'm, I'm going I'm to skip the movie reviews for a moment. I don't know if you guys saw this recently. This is way out of um, what I intended to talk about, you know, kind of grinding the show to a halt for a second, because I feel like I need to speak on this. As the show has gone on, if you've been a long-time listener, I've opened up more and more, you know, about how I feel on specific topics that go on today and today, and I, I, I still am pretty cagey about that stuff. I, I don't use this as a platform to really preach because I'm not the most educated type of guy when it comes to politics. I listen for sure, but I'm not the most well-educated. I, I know what I believe, though, and that's all I can really give you guys. If you're a movie fan, Particularly if you're a movie fan, I want you to listen to what I'm about to say. Because Disney recently announced, or not announced, it was leaked. The COO, I believe, of Disney said that she planned on making 50% of Disney characters or something along those lines LGBTQ. Whether you're a part of the LGBTQ community, whether you're a strong supporter, you know, I'm not talking about that. That's not what I'm here to say. What I'm saying is Disney is doing a, a very dangerous move here. And it's really – what Disney's doing is they're indoctrinating. They're putting this in 
your kids, like my brothers, my brother's entertainment, my entertainment, you know, the, the kids who I don't even know their entertainment. I know a lot of Disney fans. I am friends with people who are Disney fans. I, I went to Disney World, had a great time. There are Disney movies I think are great. I'm not going to discredit those. What I do want to say is that this is very dangerous. It's very. It should be very unsettling. If you are a believer in, you know, not free speech, obviously, but just like keeping your children's minds, you know, safe, free from indoctrination. I I, I do my best to stay clear of that stuff. It's you you know I'm the LGBTQ community isn't something I spend my time you know engrossing myself in. It's it's not something that I I am really in, engrossed in. What what's concerning to me about this, whether you're an LGBTQ fan or not, I don't know. I don't know what you want to say. This is not a, a very sound thing to do. It's it's scary in my opinion. I looked it up. LGBTQ barely makes up 5% of the population. If you ask somebody day, just any day, what, you know, what percentage you think the LGBT community is, they would probably say like 20 or 30, 40, 40 was the number that came to mind when I was looking up this statistic. I found it was like five. There's something unreasonable going on here. If Disney was trying to make something that like made sense, it was plausible, they dropped the LGBTQ person in there occasionally, you know, sure, you know, it doesn't lean towards what I would like to see in my entertainment, but sure, you drop it in there, okay, sure. But the fact is they're doing something that's unreasonable it's in it's in a clear attempt to indoctrinate your children who just watch this stuff think this is normal that 50% of people are lgbtq that's not the case and it's a very to me it's unsettling when i saw that i was deeply disturbed i i was so amazed by the the clear uh, It's, it's difficult. I didn't plan on coming to talk about this because I don't really share, you know, my beliefs. I'm not I, – I don't discuss this a whole lot, and it's weird that I'm coming to bring it to the show. A lot of people – you know, I'm, we don't have a lot of listeners on the show, and I'm fine with that. I, I hope to reach a point where maybe, you know, I can do this for a living. That would be awesome, but – I'm. I. I want to say this. Where my family originally, I was. I, I was hesitant to it because I'm a reviewer. I'm a reviewer of content. I, re, you know, Moon Knight dropped its first episode last week. Kenobi drops November. Disney takes up a large part of our culture. This attempt to indoctrinate and mislead children is is clear, and it's they take. They are the biggest name when it comes to studio filmmaking and this is unsettling and i think if you if your beliefs are, are anywhere similar to mine you'll see how this is kind of unsettling and i know that what i'm about to ask of you guys is is gonna be weird maybe not even in my line to to suggest this but here's what i think here's what i think if you 
followed this at all, you're a movie fan, or you maybe you've even heard of Disney and you've seen this. To me, this is unsettling. It's unsettling. And I'm a Disney fan. I went to Disney World a couple years back. I had a blast. I, I, I am a fan of what this studio has put out in the past. This is a clear attempt, attempt at indoctrination. Whether Disney is going to go through with this, we'll see. But I want to say my family came to the decision, maybe my parents, but I'm going to support it. We're canceling Disney Plus. We're, we're going to cancel it. We've had Disney Plus for about three years. I've enjoyed it. You know, it's got the new Pixar stuff. It's got the, you know, Disney films that I that I watch as a movie reviewer. I watch them. Something about them, I, I continue to come back. But we're canceling it. We're canceling. At some point, if this unsettles you, you have an obligation to to make your statement clear and cancel Disney Plus. I haven't put this in the best way because even I am. It's. It's 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 hard. It's weird, right? I mean, we're living in strange times, and this is something I believe we should do because this is not something that I agree with. I think it's a very disturbing move. I I am bummed out about this. I don't want to have no Disney Plus, but it's something that needs to be done. And originally, I was opposed to it. I didn't like it because it was hard. As somebody who loves movies, sometimes too much, it's hard to to kind of shut yourself off from that big, you know, content producer. But ultimately, if this is something that you've seen, you don't agree with it, you, you have an obligation. Your obli obligation is to cancel it. Don't, don't support this. If you don't like what Disney's doing, then don't support it. That's all. That's really what I've got to say. If this is not something that you like and it's something that disturbs you, you know it's wrong, and I think it is wrong, then you should just cancel it. Cancel Disney+. Plus. I'm not saying cancel the studio. I'm just saying go to your subscription settings and unsubscribe. That's what I'm doing, and it's hard. I'm not going to be able to give you guys a new review for the new Moon Knight season. I'm not going to be able to give you guys my review for Kenobi unless, you know, I go watch it at a, at a friend's or something like that. Very unlikely. Very unlikely that's going to happen. This is an ultimate, ultimately a decision that's, that's being made by my parents, and I support it. And I didn't plan on coming and mentioning this at all. But I feel like, you know, if I'm if I'm being honest, this is something that I, I, I need to say. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna put slide that over to you guys. Take what you will unsubscribe from the show, give it a one-star review. I don't care. I just wanna make this clear. If the new Disney leaked announcement, whatever, that they're making half of their characters LGBTQ based on the this is based on nothing. There's not 50, the 50% 50 of the population isn't LGBTQ. It's barely 5%. And this is an indoctrination attempt. Disney's got an ideology. They want it enforced on your children. This is something you can see everywhere in the culture, whether it's at schools, whether it's, you know, through social media, wherever it is. This is not a sound thing to do. I am canceling Disney Plus.
and I'm supporting anybody who who feels like that needs to be done. I know not a lot of people will listen to this and go, man, no, I was on to something. That's what I need to do. I, I, under, I understand. But as you know, if you're a fan of this show, I wanted to, to, to speak to that and say that if this is something that unsettles you, you don't like it, you have an obligation to stand up and cancel this because this is not right. This is something that we should not support. So that's all I've got to say. I know it. it's not a, a popular opinion, but I've reached a point where I'm looking at Hollywood, the movie business, a business that I don't like, even though I love movies. And I've got to, I've got to say I've just got to speak out because oftentimes you know people who 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 are who have an unpopular opinion don't speak out, and so that's a, that's ultimately what I'm going to do. I'm going to say you, you, I'm going to slide that folder over to you guys. I'm canceling Disney Plus, and maybe you guys should do the same. Okay, we're back. I know that was a weird. A weird thing, but I have to get it off my chest as, you know, just because it's what I believe. I need. I felt like I needed to, to say that. Whether you guys go along with what I say, maybe you hated it, thought I was rambling, unbased opinion, I, I get it. But it's an attempt to indoctrinate. I felt like I had to speak out on it. But anyway, I, I want to move on because even though there are, you know, a lot of problems in this world, in the Hollywood community, sometimes you get them filmed. And it's called The Lost City. And you know what? Maybe it's got Sandra Bullock and Chang Tatum in it. Two people, you know, just make decide to make a rom-com. And you know what? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Lost City. I didn't expect to. It looked kind of cheap, a little basic formulaic, you could say. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty fun film. And you know what? It's not groundbreaking. You know, it's not doing anything that's new. But sometimes a return to form is okay. And I really enjoyed this movie. The two stars here, Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, they're fun in these roles. They've got fun chemistry. This dynamic is very weird. You've got this washed-up author and this cover model for her stories, and it's 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 you it's it weirdly unique, but also stereotypical in its own special way. I love their dynamic. Sandra Bullock's great. Channing Tatum, I, he was fine in Dog. I didn't love Dog. He's a lot of fun in this movie, and I'm not a big Channing Tatum fan, but I thoroughly enjoyed what he did here. I. I, I was impressed by the level of fun they brought to it. I think they make this movie. They're they're surrounded by fun, a fun cast of characters. Um, Oscar from The Office makes a little appearance. Brad Pitt p- appears as Jack Trainer, and this is one of the funnest things I've seen all year. And Man, I, I guess Brad Pitt is continuing to surprise me because this was not something I really expected from him. His role in this movie is small. I was expecting it to be to be bigger, but he's a scene stealer. Every scene he's in, I was laughing hysterically. It's the hardest I laughed the whole film. He's the funniest character in my opinion. He brings this over-the-top nature to it. 
And I was just really, really impressed by, you know, just the comedic chops that he brought to it. It was a lot of fun, and I was happy to have him here. This was a role I enjoyed. He brings a lot of heart, a lot of fun into the movie that I, I had a really fun time with. And I, I wanted to mention that he's the best part of the whole movie, in my opinion. Watch it just for the Brad Pitt scenes, because that's what I really think was the best part of the movie. Daniel Radcliffe as the villain, he's over the top. He's got these funny scenes. As the movie goes on, you know, it begins to dwindle. Comedies always do that. Caddyshack, you know, it, it just, you know, Anchorman. Not a lot of comedies end off at the highest point. And that's just, for some reason, it's just hard to hit that nail on the head. But, Man, he is—he continues to bring what he can to the role. He's over the top, very dramatic, and man, you gotta love what he's trying to do here. It's not the most in-depth villain, but Radcliffe brings what he can to it, and I think it's a fun performance. And this movie is filled with you know these references to tropes from rom-coms from in the past. Just when you think it's getting a little too stereotypical, it'll do something different, kind of spin it a little bit. And it keeps that 90-minute rom-com basic formula, but it's aware that it's doing that, and it has as much fun with that as it can. I love that the movie is doing that. I think that's why I had so much fun. I've watched a few rom-coms recently, so I'm kind of aware or at least educated slightly on the tropes that this genre continues to go for. I appreciated what Lost City brought in terms of self-awareness, breaking the fourth wall type of humor, acknowledging you know, dumb tropes that the genre has had. The, the third act is honestly so dumb I was getting kind of bored. I was ready for it to wrap up. It was not, in my opinion, the best part of the film. It was. It took a turn where I was like, I'm not really sure I'm buying into all you're trying to give me here. Ultimately, though, I think that you're going to have a lot of fun with this movie. It's 90 minutes, and you cannot underestimate the 90-minute punch because it's something that Hollywood seems to be forgetting about. But it, it works so effectively. You pop in a 90-minute movie and it hits you in that sweet spot. Man, that's a good movie. I love those 90-minute movies. I was glad Lost City kept it short, kept it sweet, kept it fun. It's got a fun cast of characters. It looks good. It, it Even though it kind of has that cheap look, that's what they're going for, in my opinion. You go to, you know, like theme park rides or something like that. They've got that cheap type of feel. That's what Lost City is going for, in my opinion. I like that it's going for that type of style. Ultimately, I think this is a movie that works really well. It's fun. It's silly. I had a good time, you know, keeping it short here. But I really got to say that this is one of the bigger surprises here because I found myself laughing hysterically. It brought, I saw it with my mom. We had a good time. This was just a really fun movie. I hope you guys check it out. I hear it's doing well at the box office. I w- I'm kind of surprised by that. I don't know if these, you know, if Sandra Bullock is still a name, you know, a, a name that brings in cash quite as much as she used to. But man, I, I she's a lot of fun. Channing Tatum, Brad Pitt, Daniel Radcliffe, they're all a lot of fun. And so I, I, I want to give this a recommend. It occasionally, you know, the third act doesn't work a whole lot. It's got the occasional joke that doesn't land as comedies are wont to do. But nevertheless, I think this is a film that sticks. 
and I think that you're going to enjoy it. So um, I really do want to give this one a, a recommend on the dot. Very enjoyable. One that I might return to if it hits streaming. It's just that sweet 90-minute film, and you cannot underrate a sweet 90-minute film. Now we have Morbius. It feels like we've been waiting for Morbius two years now. It, 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 I believe it's coming up on two years. It was released Saturday. I saw it. Or it was released Friday, I believe. I saw it. Morbius is bad. Morbius is a bad film. It's so bad, actually. Where it's like, you've just got to see it. You've just got to see it to understand the level of horror. A horror. This movie goes to in terms of bad writing. Bad acting. Bad directing. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you guys. This is not worth your time. And I can tell you. If you've seen the trailer, you've seen all this movie has to offer in terms of what it leads to in the future. If you've seen the Michael Keaton moment, you know what Michael Keaton's gonna do. He's that post. He's that post-credit scene. You know what? You know from that trailer, you're like, "Oh, Morbius, you wanna maybe cause some trouble?" It was like. This is like Joel Schumacher type of stuff. It was just a level of stupidity. This movie dives into at every opportune moment. It's so dumb. I thought that we as a society had moved on past this point. Sure, maybe we're doing weird stuff like Disney, but in terms of making a competent movie, say what you will about you know Marvel, like the MCU, they make competent movies. At least they're competent. Not quite, with the exception of Eternals, they don't really reach that level of bad. And this was bad. I want to stress it for you guys. This is early 2000s type of garbage. I'm not talking about Chris Nolan or X-Men. I'm talking about Schumacher. I'm talking about Swamp Thing. Man, Man Thing. I mean, Man Thing. This is... Blade, like, oh, I'm vomiting at the level of dumb this movie goes to. Jared Leto is not the problem with this movie. He's hamming it up. He's clearly taking it too seriously, as Jared Leto is wont to do. He brings in that Jared Leto-ness. I'm coining that term. Matt Smith is the best part of the movie. I didn't expect that. But he hams it up. He chews all that scenery in such a way that you will not be able to deny his ability to make Morbius nearly so bad it's good. There's a scene where he is in a silk rope dancing in front of a mirror next to this music that I thought it was garbage. And yet, I had a smile on my face. This guy is just, he is doing his best to make Morbius worth watching. He fails. But you gotta give Matt Smith credit. He is doing his best 
to make Morbius an entertaining film, and he gets really close. This is not just a purely bad film that, like, it has no enjoyment. It's got enjoyment, and its name is Matt Smith. He is bringing all that he can here. Unfortunately, there are just so many other aspects. You know, may, maybe it's uh, Tyrese Gibson, you know, playing absolutely no point in the movie whatsoever. The bad romance, the bad action, the bad... Um, the bad origin story, it, just at every moment, this is a bad film. It's bad. And look, I saw Safe House, which this director has made previously. That wasn't a good movie. I expected this to be bad. The level of stupidness it goes to is near enjoyable at times. But at the same time, it's so frustrating, slow, and boring that I just – I could not keep – entertainment in it like it my enjoyment was draining at every second and my mom turned to me and she just asked me if we were ready to walk out of the theater i as a movie fan did not take that option i would not forgive myself but the the i, I could have sworn a like a couple left they they left like this is the there was a big saturday night imax Almost no one was there. I mean, it was very sparse, the, the audience. This is not going to be a very, you know, high-grossing film coming off of, you know, No Way Home, where Spider-Man was just kicking butt at the box office. Morbius is here to say, you know what? As much fun as we had with No Way Home, don't forget, superhero movies can be bad. And here we go. We got it. We got a bad superhero film this is the very worst spider-man has to offer this is the very worst spider-man 3 amazing spider-man 2 venom these are not my favorite movies but they do not reach the pits that morbius does i mean morbius whoa this is bad at a whole other level I know there's the comic book fan out there that's going to go see this movie. I'm not going to try and stop you, but all I'm going to say is know what you're getting into. Because this movie, at every opportune moment, is going to stab you, twist the knife, and then headbutt you. I mean, it's just, it's that brutal. In terms of directing, I mean, they occasionally get a cool shot, but the CGI is poor. The camera will freeze mid-action scene and, like, show us this cool frame and then go back to bland fights. I mean, at, this movie is unoriginal at every moment. It could have had potential. It fails. It's just a mess. It's an absolute mess. I strongly hope that you guys stay clear of this stinker. It's not important. It's not essential. Don't bother with Morbius because it is not worth your time. Stay clear. Stay clear, guys. I mean, Venom 2, Venom Love Beverly Carnage, it wasn't my favorite. It had enjoyment. This has the rare moment of enjoyment, but man, it is the, the bad in this movie is so bad. I'm not sure what exactly else I can give to you guys. I mean, just in terms of relationship, this it's unfleshed out, you know, between the brother, the homoerotic vibes are funny at times, but then you have 
the the girlfriend she's basic you know it's basic superhero bad female writing that i thought we were past but apparently we're still here and man it's you know tyrese gibson does nothing the whole movie actions poor cgi you know guys this is stuff that superhero movies have but this is it at its most basic level where it's there's no saving grace here there's nothing original with morbius i strongly suggest to you guys don't go see this movie it's not good i know people will but this is ultimately not a movie that i believe is worth seeing and go see lost city and said that's my ultimate message to you guys go see lost city instead morbius it's a it's a no bueno it's not good but Lost City, it's got its charm. And if you're really listening to me, you're going to be waiting for that Ozark Part 2 wrap-up. The 29th, I could not be more excited. Guys, April is looking bright. You know, we I felt like I needed to ground the podcast to a halt for that message. But, you know, I understand people may not like what I've said here today. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll live with it, you know. I, my Oscars episode got some feedback that wasn't positive. I'm sure this episode might get some feedback that isn't positive as well. It's the way it works. I'm speaking from the heart. Take what you will from it. I'm canceling Disney+. Plus. I won't be reviewing Disney Plus exclusive things. Maybe I'll go see a Disney movie in theaters, but I mean, I'm not going to go to Disney World anytime soon or something like that. I, I can't support it this much. Uh, it's... I'm drawing a line. I'm drawing a line, and Disney, it it crossed that line, and I'm canceling Disney+. Plus. Take, take from that what you will. But, guys, the future is looking bright, and even though we have these moments like the Will Smith slap, the Disney incident, things are still looking good. I mean, we had Batman last month or a, a couple months ago. We have Killers of the Flower Moon coming up. Uh, we just are, we have good stuff coming, guys. So thank you guys so much for listening. We have Harry Potter reviews coming soon. It's, I'm so excited. Ambulance comes out this weekend. I'm very excited. The Northman, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Lots and lots of reviews coming soon. So stay tuned. Stay tuned because when you're not expecting it, a new Movie Maniacs podcast review is going to drop. Maybe it's Harry Potter. Maybe it's the new Michael Bay film. We'll just have to see. Thank you guys for listening. As always, Movie Maniacs 2020 at gmail.com. If you hate me for canceling Disney+, Plus, you can let me know there. You can give me the one-star rating on Apple Podcasts. I can't stand Noah's unsubscribing from Disney+. Plus. This is a Travis, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You can do all of that there, or if you want to take it to an even deeper level, go to the Letterboxd account. The handle is Noah Newcomb. Comment on one of my reviews. Noah, I hate what you did. This was awful. Don't ever do it again. You can make that decision, as well as giving us maybe a five-star rating on Spotify, subscribing to the YouTube channel or leaving a nasty comment in the comments. Always appreciate it. I always appreciate the bad comments, guys. Though I have not gotten one yet, 
you guys can tell at every opportune moment, I am trying to earn that bad comment. So thank you for listening. Stay tuned because there is more to come. Thank you for listening.